Hey, everybody. It's Dale Dudley, and I am here with my friend Mike McRae. And this is the answer to everyone who said, you got to do a podcast. When are you going to do a podcast? You know, podcast after every single uh, post I made on the internet for the past year. It's been almost a year since I left the mighty LBJ. And I do mean mighty. It had a great signal and uh, has a great history. And uh, I'm not mad at anybody. Uh, first of all, I need to thank, if you see this on video, you'll notice a logo that's unmistakable uh, throughout the entire room. So I got to thank iHeartRadio for allowing me to do this. And I wanted to wait until I had a setup uh, where it was like this. You know, I, everybody said, do it at your house. And my house has like a big atrium and echoey and even my, and then my office is too small. So it's good to be here. But hello, Mike. Dale Dudley, how are you? You were the first person I thought of. You hear, hear how nervous I am listening to this. I'm very flattered by that. I wasn't nervous on Bob Cole's show, but I'm nervous on this uh, on this thing. So, yeah, it's been almost a year on January the 4th, and uh, it's been quite a uh, – you know, when you talk to other people, uh, I, I know our engineer was talking about he just uh, lost his dog recently, Eric. You always I, – I want you to hear what happened to me, man. <laughs> You've got, you got But it truly was – the most amazingly weird year and a half. I think it's been a year and a half if you go back to August of 21. It's been really weird, and some of it— You gave me the rundown, a summary of it. My hair was on fire by the end of it. Yeah, man, but there's some of it that I knew when it was happening. First, The first thing, I, when you've been in radio for 40-something years, you don't know how your brain works. But what I noticed, especially after I got over got started to feel a little bit better, was that there's somewhere in my brain that stores uh, stories. And I got some of them down that I could remember, but I remember that was that was at points that was my only uh, solace was that someday I'm going to be able to tell these stories and maybe they'll be funny. And right now, none of them are still funny, but it was a nutty, nutty thing. The so, people need to know, though. I know there's a lot of fun stuff in here. John Pointer has something. He's kind of famous. Uh, first yeah. of all, he was a great musician here in Austin, but he also wrote a tribute to his dog on Facebook that didn't go viral. It went super viral and ended up being a children's book. And uh, at some point during all this mess that I talk about, my wife looked at me and she said, I've counted and you have cried for 81 days. <laughs> 81 straight days. Not, I mean, not the entire time. I didn't cry through the night while I was sleeping. I just, uh, I would break down at some point. If I ever get a role as a crying disc jockey, <laughs> I'm in. I can cry instantly now, right? So do it. His trib- if we can get time, I want to see how far I can go into that book before I start getting hup-ups. Maybe I'll just cry, just break down anyway. What's the over-under? Three pages? No, 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 like what page? It's a children's book now, Mike, so it's like to get to the story, we got to be on page 34, 35, something like that. So I still say three pages. It doesn't matter. Everybody wants to know what happened Yes, at LBJ, and- Everybody t- has told me, be careful what you say and all of this. And of course, I am when not it comes me. to when it comes. <laughs> when it I comes do not to, urge caution at all. And if you're if you're somebody who's just in the world running past this podcast, it's going to suck. It's the first one that I've done since I left. But I was a radio personality in Austin uh, for 34 years and 10 months, and I didn't get a last show. And I always used to tell people, you don't get a last show. Sergeant Sam got a last show. Uh, that was Emma's. But this other company, they decided, uh, no, no last show. So I was going to just... Isn't it rare in radio to get a last show, though? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is, though. But if you're somebody like... There was a guy at WBAP in Fort Worth that was older and retiring. And he wasn't retiring. You're not retiring. You'd do this forever. You'd do this for free if you got a chance. I, I truly believe that. Everybody in this room, Eric's shaking his head in the affirmative. You'd do it for free if yeah. you could be if you could be part of it. But everybody wants to know what happens. And there's a lot of pain. There's still some things that I'm not going to talk about that I don't understand. Um, you know, I haven't heard from very many people since uh, January 4th. But that the thing that goes through my head constantly that calms me down a little bit when I'm starting to get my feelings hurt. I remember Bob Fonseca's phrase from the moment we got together in 92, I think it was, it ain't show friends, it's show business. And boy, have I learned that. <laughs> and there's something about radio people... When they get canned, that's cold. Everybody will call them on that first day. I got a text from Matt, and and they did get in touch with me when my dog died. That's just part of the year, so they did get in touch with me at that. But it's not like I dreamed of it being. And I I wasn't. Uh, I, I I promise I heard I wouldn't curse. I think an ass is a uh, donkey. Everybody, but I wasn't. I've learned a lot through all of this. Like I've learned 
evidently my personality that I didn't know because I love people. I love, and usually off the air, I'm a lot of fun, but my perfection, my, my want of perfection in the 90s, um, it was uh, Yeti that told me, you know, you were really tough to work with. And then there's been people who I had nothing to do with them leaving who just don't talk to me. I'd love to have Daniel Daniel on a podcast. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to have yeah, Daniel yeah. as a co-host. No offense. We but, serve different purposes. But what I've learned is because I had that blow up on the air. So let's just get into it. So here's what happened. I had something happen to me, and you can read about it, and guess, or whatever. I will not get into the details of it. I will not hurt anybody's feelings that uh, that I love. Uh but something happened to, if you look it up, it is the second worst trauma next to losing a child. I would imagine and so. It was, and, it, and it was bad. And it was like uh, immediately, immediate psychosis. Just sent me into a psychosis for a couple of days. And um, I couldn't work anymore. When like, did this happen? What, what, August, what timeline this? August 26, 21. So that was in 20, August. August okay. 26 and 21. Gotcha. And I, I took a bunch of time off. And... Uh, I got kind of arrested, but not really arrested, about two days uh, into this, and I was immediately a racist. Immediately. What? I became, I became a racist. You, this was so bad, it okay. turns you into a racist? So I'm completely out of my mind. You don't know what to do. You can't fix anything. You're just uh, you're, you're just heartbroken. And I knew the sh- I knew it was done. I knew I was done in the at LBJ. And I had already... Some you know when you your your feelers you get you start to feel something's not right in your life mm-hmm. and then you find out it is isn't and I'd had some just I I was my mood was just shot and I'm 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 pretty sure that that got to the guys too but I I was just so bitter about the changes that were were made and and I think you know for me not for the show the show's doing very well matter of fact they, you're talking about getting rid of dead weight they actually got rid of dead weight. And went up in the ratings. So congratulations to them and, and congratulations to the podcast and stuff uh, still going. But I was truly, truly dead weight. And I've forgotten. That was another thing. My memory has been really spotty. It's gotten a lot better recently when I stopped eating edibles for a little while instead of every night, just every couple of nights, you know. That ought to help, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, what are we talking about? Okay, the racism first. Yeah, what? Why? you didn't tell me this part. All right. So... My wife was concerned, as was my therapist was concerned. Um, rumor has it that I went to an academy, which I always joked about on the air, and may have purchased said weapon, right? Ah, yeah. But I didn't ever take it out of the box. I never got it out of my trunk. I never loaded it. I never laid a hand on it. Oh, okay. It was just I needed a companion at that moment <laughs> in my life. So the next thing I know, I'm getting pulled over by Leander PD and uh, – uh, I'm actually getting coffee in this convenience store. And I can see him out there, and I go, "Oh, I think that's for me. I think somebody's, you know, called uh, to check on me." And I go out, and uh, and I tell him, I, "Hey, man, it's my second. Can you meet Dale Dudley? It's my Second Amendment right, man, to buy a gun. Oh no, I have the right to purchase a firearm. I'm not going to do anything with it, anybody." And they were super nice, and I said, "Look, man, I want to go. I just want to go home. I'll take care of, figure out all this stuff, you know." And then I said, "This, I said, you know, I'm kind of well known." kind of a big deal i didn't say kind of a big deal i didn't really say that. oh i wish you did yeah i didn't really say i'm kind of a big deal but i said i'm kind of well known in the public i i really just need to you know go home and 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 keep all this private and they go well we think maybe you, you, you ought to be checked out and then there was this one huge uh black guy it was super nice and he goes yeah man i know what you mean about that being known stuff and i go how and he goes i played in the and i said oh uh you played in the nfl <laughs> Immediately, I jumped to the NFL. Immediately, oh, I, just, I jumped to the. I, did he say he played football? I think he did say he played football, but no, that that was him. I I blew the joke there. There's a joke in there somewhere, where, but but I set it up all wrong. But I, okay. I immediately said to the guy, football, what basketball player? I said something that uh, that was obviously racist. Okay, let me jump in here. I totally blow this story because I'm nervous. The unintended racism went like this. I had said something about being in the public eye. I didn't want to go to the hospital. A uh, big black cop says, I know what it's like to be in the public eye, blah, blah, blah. And I immediately said, rapper. And he said, no, NFL. And then I said, oh, man, I'm sorry. That's the story. I was nervous. Now back to more nervousness. 
crazy. So we go go ahead, we get out of the hospital, and I'm on 50 drugs, you know. And this is still, is and this, this wasn't August even or September? A, this is in uh, August. Okay. And this is not a hospital hospital. This is a yeah. place they put you to uh, warehouse you for 24, uh, 36 hours. 72 hours is the most. But they got me on a, on a Saturday. So Saturday and Sunday didn't count, so I had to spend the next three days. It's basically a place to walk up and down the hallways. And you don't have a phone, you don't have a cell phone, so you're just walking up and down the hallways going, how has my life imploded? How did I get to this point? And now, this it- this ties into the fact that I was asked several times by my previous employer why I talked about depression and anxiety. And I really want to go off on a rant today, uh, something I read on the internet, maybe I will later on, about uh, somebody commenting about that gentleman from Ellen's show who took his own life at 40 yeah, years old. But yeah, yeah. Your chemicals are not there anymore. You're not. You, you don't have any kind of rationality. And this place was horrific. Didn't they ran out of towels for two and a half days? This is Williamson County. Ran out of towels. So so people were re- literally using a washcloth, and then they'd take that from you because they're afraid you're going to hang yourself with with a washcloth. So I, you get out of that. You're humiliated. You shouldn't be, but you're humiliated. Are you getting medical attention at the same time? No. This, they just put you in a room? They said, okay, you're going to see the doctor on, on Monday. They said, don't argue with him or he'll give you more time. Right? So I, I, I told him my meds and he goes, no, don't like Xanax. Horrible drug. Take a, 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 what was it? That's how he talked. Take a um, antihistamine. Now, this is the fun part. What? I have sleep apnea and I use a CPAP machine and it saved my life. The early ones were horrible. The new ones are amazing. Change your life. Change your life if you snore. Go see somebody. Trust me, because uh, it's serious and it'll give you heart disease. They put another guy in with me. This is like near the time I got out. They put another guy in with me with who also was on CPAP, and we had to have someone in a chair sitting there watching us while we while we tried to sleep. Me and this other guy, and they've got this thin excuse for a blanket and those beds that are they. They made it where you can't rip anything up and tie it together and make a lasso, basically. That's what they've done. And so... Uh, a lasso? You mean a noose? Yeah. I just don't want to say it's kind of, you know... Oh. It sounds kind of, you know... Okay. Depressing. Lasso sounds a lot more fun, you know? Whip it around well, a couple yeah, of times so. before you put it on your neck, you know? Don't. Don't do that. I'm much better now. So so we go into that, and when I get back to work, I think it's about 10 days or something, I, I, I looked at Bob and I looked at Chewy and said, I, I can't do this, guys. There's no way I and I'd already been talking about retiring before because yeah you had Matt, Matt, Matt oh were you there when I was doing it well I yeah, that was an ongoing sort of running theme for a while right where either you saying I'm going to retire or my days are numbered or well yeah but other people have said that too but yeah the when they moved us to afternoons that that was uh, Matt oh, Bearden I forgot about Matt Bearden that. told me uh, and I said to someone I'm keeping all the names out of this I said to someone I said person of interest you've either you're either a genius or, or you've ruined my career i'll let the world make a decision i'm i'm here obviously so the career's not completely ruined uh but yeah it, it it was no fun after doing 34 years of being able to say pretty much what you wanted to say i'm not saying i never got called up for something usually if it pissed off a client that then they'd call you up there right one of the that's money. that's money right yeah yeah and they do it in a extremely gentle way um, but suddenly being told what not to talk about and what you can and can't talk about, and then being called at home because you, uh, I, I pissed off some racist preacher down in Florida who immediately threatened to sue. And, uh, I shouldn't have said what I said about him. We should have edited it out, but we didn't edit it out. And so, uh, it just, I, I, the writing was on the wall, right? Right. But then this thing comes along and it pushes me further uh, I, I I don't know if I'm the only person in the world. When you get depression and anxiety bad from a traumatic event, you can't function. No, I no way. I cannot function. And it happened to me. Uh, it happened to me when I was first married. It happened to me with my parents. And it seems to be the theme of my life. And I think that I, people who don't believe in an afterlife, they all think that I'm an atheist. I'm not. I think there's some sort of lesson here. And if there is, it's that I'm a Oh, I got. I can't say words on the air. No, no. It's no. that it's the. I'm learning the lesson of of, of, of um, what do you call it? Tra- trauma, uh, abandonment. That's what I'm learning the lesson. And maybe I did something in a previous life. Who knows yeah. what's going on with the whole thing? So 
those days pass, and I, every day I'm thanking those guys. But I came in one morning. I took a drug that I was only supposed to take at night. This is three days after I got out or something like that. I thought I took 10 days off, but I did after this. I took some time off. And I went in and evidently was on the board. And uh, if we could get Eric over here just to hit buttons and throw stuff around and make it sound like the most unprofessional thing. That's what I was sounding like, right? And Matt Bearden, who didn't come in until late, he comes in and says, dude, You've got to get off the board. And I'm like, I don't have to get off the board. Oh, no. Blankety blank you. I've run this board for blankety blank. He goes, dude, do you want to do this on the air or off the air? And now I immediately think of Stern and I go, I want to do it on the air. And I'll never forget one of my listeners who, this hypocritical dude, he was one of the first to post saying he needed to go. It's sad hearing your hero slur on the air. 34, 35 years ago, I probably slurred on the air 50 times. That's it. But most of it was for coming in drunk you know, in the nineties when we could come in and do the show. And I, I don't remember, I have to tell you off the air what the final word was that I said, but I said some horrific things to the guys and I can see now why they snapped. And, uh, from what I ended from, I I think they knew, I think the, the consultant is a friend of mine and I kind of think they knew and and I, it it made perfect sense. I couldn't sit there and tell another personal story. And you know, I told some pretty pretty brutal personal stories and made them funny. Yeah. Or let you guys make them funny. And uh, and, and so I, I, I knew, and we go to the holidays, and every day I would say, thank you for carrying me, Bob and Matt. And, and see, I don't look, I, I looked at that show as our brains splitting open and, and trying to be funny about things that shouldn't be funny and really just laying it all out, you know. Once I heard Howard as a kid, as a kid I go, man, if I don't do some, something like this, you won't have a job. And most of the people don't, you know, guys who play records don't have jobs anymore. Yeah. And uh, so I, I would lay it all out. But after this, I couldn't. There's nothing I could get into because everything else on my mind was about taking care of my family. And so uh, it, well, I come back on the 4th and I'm much better, you know. Not not like I am now better, but I, I could get through a show. And the weirdest thing is Bob had brought me. January back, 4th? January 4th. Okay. Yeah, Bob yeah. brought me. This uh, year, January 4th. No. That'll, no, January yeah. this year. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Almost a year. Me ago. not no calendar well in my head. <laughs> See, this is why I'm here. Yeah, for purely chronological yeah. reasons. Oh yeah, man. I haven't asked you to do an impersonation yet. No, well, we're in, we're in this part. Mm. I don't want to throw. This yeah, this is really fun. Let me tell you. <laughs> but I the show was quiet. It was me and Chewy, and Bob. Matt had had enough and left that point, and they were moving him all around. As the show ended, everybody packed up and left. Chewy and Bob left. And Bob had brought me stuff that I had loaned him. And oh, I thought, that's no. odd. I, I, I don't remember asking for this camera back or anything. And then all of a sudden, I see the three bigs come down the hallway. And you know, right? Oh. You know. The three bigs. And I, that's all I can talk about. except for the, And no, two of those guys I've known for my lifetime, and I love them to death. Love them to death, right? And they got me out of a lot of situations. Uh, back in the day, but um, they come in Uh-oh. and they let me know, and I, I can't get into the rest. And there was a piece of paper that was shown, and this was offered, and that was offered, and all this other stuff. And I think I was pissed. I wasn't pissed because I knew it was coming. I think I was pissed because it was in the control room. Like I would have expected to be in a sterile office or something. There's something about that room. Like maybe I had some sort of uh, agency, or thought I had agency over it because I had been in there for so long. Yeah. Been locked in that. It room. seems personal. It really yeah. does. Hundreds and hundreds of hours. I take and, it personally. Uh, and it was like the Steve Martin, the jerk. They said, "Well, you want to get anything out of the control room?" And we're talking there were albums from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, games and stuff like that that we used to play. And I'm looking around the room, and there was a lunchbox that somebody had given me, and a big mug, and a Yeti, whatever. And then I looked, and I literally went, "I want my bobblehead. It's got my old dog on it, Eddie the dog." So I got my, I went and got my bobblehead. Yeah, like it was like Steve Martin the jerk. And I need this, and I need that. And I thought, okay, so I didn't, I didn't get upset. I didn't cry. I, didn't, I shook Bruce's hand. I shook Scott's hand. I walked out. Uh, I walked out of there, you know, with my with my head held high. And then all of a sudden, Scott goes, um, "Dale." I go, yeah. He goes, I hate to ask, but can I have your key card? Key cards? <laughs> I was oh, just like, no. oh, no. Go back in the humiliation. Like, I'm going to come steal everything in the middle of the Jesus. night. So that's what that's what happened there. And, I, you know, those guys were great. I didn't uh, – I wouldn't have picked them. I don't think I picked Bob, but 
I love him with all my heart and I love Matt with all my heart. And I picked Matt to replace Charlie back in the day. And I'll say it to the day I die. I had nothing to do with Charlie leaving. I didn't have, definitely didn't have anything to do to do with Daniel leaving. No. And that's when I really was pissed off and going, I'm probably done when they took Daniel away. Cause he had the keys to the, he knew where everything was. We didn't know where anything was. And, uh, I've tried to call, but no, no return phone calls, but I had, nothing to do with that but then the uh i always feel like we should take a break let's take a break it was a baffling decision <laughs> on so that part. the the stuff that followed dude was just crazy uh i'll start off with this broke the front tooth right here and how'd that and they, happen and they couldn't save it chewing and be, and i have bad teeth because i had tetracycline as a baby and we don't have time to explain why you have bad teeth as a baby but okay. here's a tip don't give your baby tetracycline but then I started talking. I immediately started getting phone calls. Bob Cole called me. Bama called me. Uh, uh, Ron White called me. I heard from uh, from Kevin Nealon and on and on and on. And, and it's really those those two days are kind of exciting. You're going, man. And you're getting tons of people, especially when it comes to mental health. I had hundreds of messages either on Instagram or Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I've got an account that just kind of hangs there. About and most of it was you got me through this, which is should be we we the show got them through cancer treatments. Guys used to take tapes uh, with them in country. I would like to use that phrase because I've heard it in movies when they were in, in Iraq, and okay. and the outpouring was just incredible. But all of a sudden, you start all of a sudden it starts to dry up. More <laughs> on that in a minute. But I got a call from a good friend of mine, John Payton, and uh, he was uh, running Hot Pie which had Jeff Ward's show and they were creating a, um, uh, a podcast company. And I talked to them once a week, twice a week for a few weeks. And they call me in and they say, we want you to be your, our operations manager. And I went, yes, I'll show those sons of bitches. I'm the operations manager. And I looked at what they were doing and I kind of was like, not sure, you know, how they were doing it with podcasts that were, that they were just creating instead of ha- bringing in a podcast that's already, getting some steam and that sort of thing. And, but they wanted me to go out with one of the owners, but, bec- but in the middle of this, I catch something called C diff C dash D I F F. Right. Okay, yeah. What's that? If you're over 65, which I'm not, but if you're in the hospital, if you get C diff one out of 10 people croak, they die from it. Is that an infection? Again, we have to be careful here. Maybe someday they'll let me loose out of my brains from my stomach all the way up. Like I was, Having a lot of uh... oh, you had digestive trouble. Yes. Okay. A lot of it. Okay. A lot of it. I think you can say that. So I went to the uh, the stomach doctor, and he said you got to do this test. So to do the test, you have to take this thing that looks like a chef's hat, (laughs) (laughs) and you got to tape it. All right. I have a seven and seven. Seven and seven tenths head, or something like that. I've got a gigantic head. The only time I've ever found a cap that fit was when uh, the Round Rock Express actually had boxes for all sizes. I, a hat won't fit me. Wow. So, of course, the chef's hat, not that it's going on my head, chef's hat didn't fit either. But I had to take this test, and when I did, it went very, very wrong, right? That's it. Let's say that. People can figure this out. Went very, very wrong. The test. They got to send in all my stuff. Oh, I want to be so graphic right now, and I can't. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so I, uh, I, I made a mistake, and the entire room was not the way the room should be. Oh, boy. okay. All right. Right. So I'm, I'm on I'm, my I'm, hand. I'm picking up I'm, what you're I'm, putting. Down I'm naked there. on my hands and knees, taking care of all of this, and I got this big dinner tonight, and I go, oh well, at least my clothes are okay. So I go to the dinner with one of the owners, and I go to dinner with John, and it's going great. They said, we have 45 minutes, and the guys, don't, you know, we were two hours in, we're five drinks in, and I'm t- telling the guy, here's what you need. What is on that whiteboard? He goes, well, what do you mean? I go, what do you have up on that whiteboard? And I go, well, I mean, you know what? Tell me what's your product. What is your product? And he goes, well, podcast. And I go, no, it's not. It's entertainment. Entertainment is your entertainment is your product and you're not selling entertainment were they drunk too or is it just you no god it's probably just me i'm always the one that seven isn't enough oh, no. you know but they were paying so and they're a great guy john's a great guy and all of a sudden after that i don't get a phone call from him oh, nothing no. and immediately i always think it's me i always think that it's me and uh, uh and, and here's why 
I got home. Now, I never wear slacks. I always wear jeans. I haven't had a pair of slacks in years, but I've lost a lot of weight and went through that. You have, by the way. I want to point that out. When I first uh, saw you, how much weight have you lost? You know, I think 50-something. I refuse to weigh myself because that's kind of a game you get into. Yeah. Yeah, Where, you know, if you go go up one or two, but uh, through the magic of medicine, I haven't done any working out. I haven't done any. I'm taking one of those designer freaking drugs. Uh, and so is my wife, that make you not want to eat. You will never want to eat. But they're way expensive, but there's some real cool – you know what? DM me if you're a Facebook friend. I'll tell you the – I don't want to tell everybody because there's a way around the super expensive stuff that they're doing uh, here in town. So that's neither here nor there. But I had, I had this pair of slacks, and I thought, well, you know, uh, everything looks great, and I'd done the test, the chef's test. I get home, and I start to take my clothes off, and – these are navy blue, and all of a sudden, it was navy blue with orange speckles. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Hey, after this night, where you were drunk and doing I, the whiteboard thing? Yeah. I'm not only having drinks, but obviously, I've done something else very, very wrong that was noticeable. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. So then I don't. I, I Just don't, some guy. So I thought. Crapping I'm, himself and lecturing them about I'm, what their business model is. I didn't is. say what it was. I just said, you know, maybe I'd been doing some, uh, you know, some gold leaf repair earlier okay. in the day. But um, so I think it, I, I'm already just beside myself. I'm putting on fake uh, smiles for everybody and trying to look all, you know, yeah, like gung ho, let's go. And I'm still, you know, uh, in it. And then, so it's immediately all my fault that they're not calling me. Finally, two weeks later, I get a call from uh, from John's daughter, and they went belly up. They, right. They, they, so it didn't have anything to do with you. No, just, but I let it. I let it have a lot. You to went do out with a me. bang, though. It worked. That piece of pie fit back into the oh pity me thing that's going on. Perfect. I lost my voice during the weight loss drug. Call it caused some sort of a reflux. I literally I would talk like in the emotions. Oh no! I go, hey Mike, could you go? You want to do this podcast thing with me? You would have gone. I think you need to wait a while, dude. Yeah, I'd, I, th- I'd I think probably no. you should wait a while. Uh, but you know what? When I but when I did Cole's show. It all came back. It was crazy. And I felt, you know, I can do this again. And then what's worse than next next up on the hit list, my dog died. Yep. Lily. Yeah. And Bless we're going and we're gonna do something here later on. Lily was our fourth dog. Immediately within six weeks. I, I had said on the air all the time, I wanted to go ten years without having to pick up dog poop or or the latter. And my wife just sit, kept saying, uh, golden doodle, golden doodle, making me watch Instagram photos of golden doodles. There's golden doodles and labradoodles. And mostly okay. it's just a weird looking poodle. But yeah. They're very, very cute. And I said, I, that, they, we're not getting a big dog. And she said, it's not. It's a medium sized dog. So our dachshund was this big, my mother's poodle, Jack Russell Terrier, all right here. Medium to me would have been this. Yeah. Right? If you're watching on camera. No. She's not a year old now, and she's four feet long, dude. She can get her hands up on the counter. Oh, no. And everything is bigger. Then my wife and I decided way too early that we should get away uh, to Whistler, Canada. Beautiful place, right? And I still got money. I still got money. My my salary hadn't cut out yet. And we get halfway. Okay, now Henry's going to have to cover his ears on this part. Okay, thanks. Are you really covering them? It needs to be more than muffled. Put your fingers in okay. and, and hold them. Okay. That's uh, Mike's kid. Uh, we're halfway there, and my wife goes, did you did you bring your uh, boner pills? Right. Halfway to the airport. And I go, oh, no. Now I drive a Tesla, and I, uh, I'm so upset about all this other stuff. I whip around, and I gun it to get back onto Mopac. And she goes, watch out, watch out. And I'm, I'm a great driver. Dude, I popped two tires. We're on. Man, you know that tension you got when you're going on oh, a trip. No, yeah, and you got, and it's you got, the worst. You already have tension in your marriage, and you want you don't want the. Okay, you can pull them out now. Yeah, and you don't want the tensions of, of not being able to perform. You've got a crutch yeah. there. I turn around and pop two tires on the Tesla. Here's the thing. Oh, there's no spare. You can buy one of those kits. You know the uh, fix oh, the a flat. Inflate. Yeah, yeah. Fix a flat kind of thing. But these, this was two. Two of them popped. So you need these pills. And you have to have a special, oh, I need these pills. You need them. Okay. I need, as a matter of fact, i got to take it's one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So 
you can't put a Tesla on a regular uh, tow truck. It's got to be a flatbed. So there we are, and your your flight is taking off. I it, it's, oh. and it's the little stuff like that where you go, that's it. Ooh. It's the little thing. It's it's not having your tadafinil that finally finally breaks you. And so we get. To, that's the second time I've done that too. Gone back your pills. No, gone back for something and popped a popped a tire. So there you go. I've fallen down. What this, about going back makes you pop a tire? Like I was mad and I and I just really hit the just, accelerator and I caught the I caught the curb oh. going in. I fell down the stairs two or three times. Okay, back up. Fell down the stairs two or three times. Two from, or three times from so, what? And that part of that was. Uh, well, all, all, just all the crap's going on, all the medication and everything like that. Okay, but so but now just... they think it might actually be a thing, and i got to go do some tests. I'm doing this because okay. that's the way to tell. And if I can keep – I'm not I'm not doing it as Doesn't much anymore. too bad. Uh, I still have not done my taxes for 2021. Oh, right. TurboTax, it has that little thing. Anybody ever do TurboTax? Yeah, yeah. It'll tell you at the end what your audit uh level is sure and mine's always been low in the green or in the middle yeah this time it looked like one of those thermometer no just burst open it said whatever you do do not send in this tax i I did well in bitcoin oh and i sold i sold a a rental property you know okay but now i'm why is that red it's a bitcoin automatically a red flag for the irs yeah i bet you okay i bet you but at least you made money off it i did and then the great thing is i lost some money so that's going to be tax deductions uh Hey, welcome to Tax Talk, everybody. Yeah, but then the the big one was so I'm in a we we decided to go to Colorado and drive two cars. Bad idea. And if you think that there's plenty of uh, what are they called superchargers for Teslas between here and uh, Durango, you've got another thing coming. You're going to be going to some out of the way to some weird places like Tucumcari, New Mexico. We are in. I want my kids to see the house I grew up in the first ten years of my life. We're talking about a town where. You could walk to my grandmother's. Going over to my grandmother's, I'm going to show my grandmother's, and I turned and I looked and I said, the Coca-Cola plant used to be, and right then I heard my two kids screaming and realized that I had run the red light, and I jammed it. No accident, right? But I see a guy pull over, and he's waving like this, and I just put my hand out and waved like, sorry, sorry, dude. The guy hunted us down in front of my dead grandmother's house in the worst road rage I've ever ever, ever had. He directed cut, at you. He's a Hispanic dude coming out of the truck. Goes, hey man, you almost killed us back there. And I go, did you die? Probably not the best thing to say <laughs> because uh. I was scared. I was scared. <laughs> I said, I I know, and I apologize. I ran that light, and that, and I put us all in danger. I'm very sorry. And he just kept going on. Yeah, man. But and now he's out of the truck, right? And I don't know what to do. And I said, do you want to hit me? He said, maybe. Maybe I want to hit you. And then he starts the cursing and all that. And out of nowhere, my wife is half Hispanic. She comes, and this is so humiliating. I've been humiliated so badly now <laughs> with the chef's hat and the meetings and just, you know, trying to figure out what's going on in my life and all the dead dogs and the dew and all that stuff. And now all of a sudden, tooth. my teeth, all of a sudden, my wife is defending me in yeah. a road rage incident. And I didn't think she spoke Spanish, but evidently when she's angry, there's some stuff she learned from her mother. And they were, are you racist if you're throwing racial slurs back and forth to each other and you're both of the same race? They're allowed to do that. Are they allowed to do that? Yeah. Because my wife said a couple of them that I couldn't Ooh, even. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Here, let me get, cover this. I mean, can you read that? It's a letter. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, could, that could only mean and, one and, thing. And so then we want to go. The cops show up and they said, "You want us to arrest them or just tell them to quit being a knucklehead?" And I said, "Just tell them to quit being a knucklehead." And then, because the town's so small, we pull up at an intersection and four-way stop immediately afterwards. He didn't look at me. He didn't say a thing. I think because I let him go. And we go. But my wife is still so riled up. We. You ever have that, that sense of urgency that you're going to get in trouble if you don't do something really, really quick from your wife or your, your girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. Like this. Yeah. We're trying to find my parents' grave, and we're three of us are walking around the Monaghan Cemetery, which used to be tiny, but it's been around now for you know oh, okay. decades. And we never saw Mima and Pa again. That's it. And, man, it's just been – and there's more. There's so much more that's going on. Um, how's your well, life yeah. been? <laughs> <laughs> I've had some problems too, you know. 
You're I, extremely personal. I mean, you're extremely private, though. I am private, but um, I mean, I brought my kid with me because I'm not that private anymore. And then this past year has been kind of uneventful. Nothing like this. Absolutely. Still feel guilty about stealing jobs from me? What, now, what do you mean? So, the Isle place, right? King's Isle. They had me, they would do maybe 10 voices. And of course, I couldn't do them all great. And I don't, they may have only used one or whatever, but I introduced you to them. I never, yeah. got, they never called me again. Well, that's, un, I, I'm not doing all of them. When you go record with them, they've got a giant binder of dozens and dozens and dozens of characters. Mm. And they have, they usually have me focus on, you know, one or two. And I'll do like a few little, other little character guys because they know I can do character accents and whatnot. Um, what celebrity accent did you do for them? They can say, this guy's kind of like a so-and-so, and he'll reference some actor or something like that. I'm like, okay, I, I can, I, I get what you're saying, and I can kind of approximate that. The first concert I ever went to, I don't know if you call it a concert, was uh, Rich Little at Six Flags in Dallas. I think you told me that. Oh, yeah. man, I loved it. I just thought, I just thought that's so cool. He was cool. great. This is just so amazing. No, he, if you look at Impressionist today, is that, should I call you Impressionist or just... Well, I'm a comic, but I do impress. You're a better comic than you. See, I can't, can't you can't can't win with you because you're a great comic and a great impressionist. Well, uh, but it, you, you as a kid, you try, try to do that. And I know when I did early stand up, real hacky, you would have loved it if I could find a tape. Oh, I just found a VCR Back in, Lubbock, in my right? house. Yeah, I did Ernest Angley, the preacher, late at night. I I don't know who that is. You don't remember? He was the, one of the early ones. Was guys. he a Texas guy? Yes, he was Ernest Angley. Well, see, I didn't God grow up. loves you. <laughs> he loves you. Now send me $7,000. See, I didn't grow up here, so I wasn't exposed oh, to that. essentially and that sort of thing. But I was driving around yesterday, and when it, when they first started doing it, every actor in the world, I loved it when they started doing Christopher Walken, right? Sure. But then it became, if you did Christopher Walken. I know it turns. Right. It turns like, ah, oh, this is hacky or whatever. Yeah, who have you retired? Usually when people die... I, that's that's one time when I'm like, all right. And then, I, you know, there's some people that I I did that I, I kind of was one of the first people to do it. But then if it gets to be a thing where, like, everyone has heard. Hold on. Before he dies, let's hear from Mr. Morgan Freeman. And then another one. That's another <laughs> one I've retired. Have you really? Yeah, I don't do that ever. So I'm driving around yesterday. Because and- this is, like, you know, I... In 2001, mm-hmm. that was an impression that people hadn't heard before, but now you hear this, a lot of it, and I'm just like, you know, long ago. I haven't done that on stage in years. I, st- I still love it. Maybe that. at a corporate I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I still love But I was driving around yesterday because I knew you know, I needed to call you and all this other stuff, and I was trying to do Christopher Walken in my car. and I, but, but this time I, I noticed the mechanics of it, of the way – do you do Walken? No. No? You used to do it? You retired it? Because too many people did it. Th- that was the case before I started doing comedy. So, yeah, I never did it. Your father. <laughs> Is that a good start? I think so. People know <laughs> People know who you're doing. Yeah, I told them. I told them. Let me see if I could. I'm trying to think of somebody, if I could do them and see if you could guess who it was. I know, but the question is, what if my kid knows who these people are? That's the real test. There's no way he would know who that was. See, my kids don't care what i do for a living they oh my, care, no they, neither uh, does jacob he. was going to come today and he's got a girlfriend and he's like he could care less about well he's that. 16 so this choice well, it's all sense. they knew that's all they knew that you did now they think i'm a professional moper and crier that's what they think <laughs> yeah and we're gonna do that Ted. well how are we on time because i never saw where we started 43 minutes in god i talk a lot well god, you, this was you, you needed to get this out you needed to explain to people what was going on I know, but I didn't need to tell Hot Pie Dinner again. <laughs> again wait, you've told that twice? No, I told it on uh, Bob Cole's show. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Where I really, the, this version was cleaner. I just want everybody to know that in case, okay. you, know, you know, in case certain people would listen. Yeah, we don't want, you know, this, this is, this, this is iHeart. We don't, you know. It's It would be weird to ask you who you're doing now, though. Well. I won't make you perform. I know you don't like that. I mean, I've, I, I, you know, like I call into the Jimmy Dore show with various people, and I enjoy doing that. Oh, you also were uh, Mitt Romney on Howard I was, Stern. I was Mitt Romney on Howard Stern and, and various other things as well. Yes. Uh, uh, Cartoon Network had a show, uh, and uh, Showtime, our cartoon president, I was that. and um, Are you doing somebody right now? I just was. Oh, who was it? 
Mitt Romney. You brought it <laughs> I'm up. Just joking. I See, knew. that works when there's other. Like, <laughs> who else though? And I'm really not trying to put you on the spot. I just feel weird because I have been doing Jeff. In a while. I do Jeff Bridges lately. Is a oh fun come one. on, dude. Seriously. Yeah, man. Why not? Oh you Jesus. Know. That's a fun. He's a fun guy. Have you seen the commercial? He talks about how yeah. he almost died and. No, oh, that sounds like a bummer, man. I don't want to see that. <laughs> you, know, it's just, you know, I like to think of him as just sort of a laid-back kind of dude. Who else? I mean, what could... <laughs> well, do you want to know about... You said you want to know about the mechanics of doing one? Yeah. Well, so, like, for Harrison Ford, for example. Like, you have to keep... Okay, so... if it, You're going to teach me to Harrison Ford. I don't know if I can do that, yeah, but I can, can tell I you. Can. Okay. I've got the range. Okay. Here we go. So here's the thing. You, when you're doing an impression, you're not actually sounding like the person. You are creating an illusion that you sound like someone by doing little tricks. And so the the key to doing him is grumbly. It's going to be grumbly. It's grumbly. And I, and I also do this thing where I do young Harrison Ford versus now Harrison Ford. So let's focus on younger Harrison Ford circa 1993 and because now he sounds like this, and it's a little different. See, I could do that one. I right. Yeah. But the uh, the one that always, when I started doing comedy, it was more 90s, Harrison Ford. So I'm doing something very specific to create the illusion that I'm sounding like him, which is when I'm talking, I'm also exhaling out of my nose at the same time. And that creates a vibration that m- mimics his voice. So if it doesn't, if I'm not doing that, it doesn't sound like him. So you're blowing out of you your ju- nose while you're talking. Mm-hmm. I'll get you. I let me try. Let me try that. Here's and, the, and then I, you, I, listen to this. But we uh, really got to find the, the Nazi gold. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Walter Jr. from Breaking Bad. Don't instead. tell me I sound like. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Don't tell me I sound like anybody because I'll keep doing it. And then, Your uh, father. <laughs> see, yeah, you got that one. But then uh, Harrison, you know, but did you like switch these levers around? So for Harrison Ford, if you do the exact same thing, but then make him not as monotonous, and you give him an Irish accent, well, then you're essentially doing Liam Neeson. <laughs> I'm doing the exact same thing, but I've changed the accent and the way he talks. Liam Neeson, who's every every movie is about his daughter's been kidnapped again. Yeah, I only do those films. Do you watch that? Do you watch the films to try to get down? It's it's a thing where it's it's either in there or not. Like you know, I, I will just get someone by osmosis who eventually. Are you, who are you calling door as? Very politicians or I know, uh, no, Ber- you were doing Bernie for a while. Yeah, Bernie for a while, but he doesn't like Bernie anymore. Who Jimmy yeah. Dore? And of course, you know President Biden. You know, of course, you know I got to call in and and talk like the president there because it's a political show not sounding right right now because no it's not oh because i'm looking at you yeah okay well no though i said because you're looking at me like that okay well i'm not looking i'm just not looking at you how's that oh no no that's weird. come on guy <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we should do this test because What's i've talked test? a lot can i be serious for a second though yeah you can you can do whatever you want somebody and this happened a lot when and I'm sorry I didn't bring the gentleman's name in who was I didn't watch Ellen DeGeneres. Oh right 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 Twitch Twitch, yeah. Twitch was his nickname yeah. A lady posted on my wife's page, um, and this was going to be a cursing rant if I was doing it somewhere else. But like I said, this has just been incredible. I cannot thank the people at iHeart enough, and uh, just a beautiful freaking studios here in Austin. You can't even believe his name was Stephen Boss. Stephen Boss. A woman wrote, how could you do that when you know you have those two beautiful children at home? Yeah. And I knew at that moment, and doing this podcast today, I was really nervous because I I realized it, we haven't come anywhere with understanding people with depression and no. anxiety. No. We've come nowhere. And when she said that, I wanted to scream and rant. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say this. here Here's why you... Your brain doesn't have the right chemicals for you to be a normal human being. And mm-hmm. I just went through it. And I can tell you, I went through a period where I was not hallucinating. I don't know how I can explain this, but when I watched a football game, in my head, there was something else on the part of the field that you couldn't see. Your brain was lying to you. 
I thought there was a truck on the field that they had to work around. I, I literally was just zombie and through football, the early part of football season. Now yeah. that's gone away, but I, there were other interests, uh, other other interesting things because I've never had a hallucination. I didn't actually see the truck, but it was doing things where I would say, "How could you be thinking this? What is wrong with you? Snap out of it. Get better because you're the worst on yeah. yourself." But people are going through something like that. And I really did just want, I want to scream something. It's because they don't have your current brain chemistry that tells you everything is okay right now. Mm -hmm. And their chemistry is telling them that the world, his wife and the children would be better off if they were not there. Yeah. That it's the only solution. And I'm, I'm telling you from somebody who has spent months with suicide ideation and like this was a good one. Somebody told me that somebody talked to somebody and somebody in this business and somebody in that business. And they were concerned about, well, he's got that thing going on. I only told you every day for 34 years that I had mental illness. <laughs> 34 over there. At you were the very other, clear about it. Over there at the other business twice. I got asked by a certain individual why, why I talked about depression and anxiety. I end quote, you're one of the luckiest people in the world, Ugh. but it's because I, I use this as a phrase. It's so stupid. Gasoline is running through their veins. They would want anything to make it stop, especially when you're in obsession, especially when you're at loss, especially when you have any trauma. You lost your dog recently. That's just as bad as losing a parent for some people, even worse. For me, it's worse. And I had a collection of those. And I will, the one thing I'm not going to ever do in this business is apologize for being mentally ill when every single listener I run into said, that's what really helped me. That and you guys yeah. making us laugh. But you got to put yourself people in other shoes. People reach out to you about that. Yeah. Yeah. I got, a ton of, I got a ton of people who you didn't even know. And that's the biggest compliment that they could yeah. pay me. But you've got to put yourself in the shoes of what if somebody came in and just injected me with a horrific chemical? Your brain does that. It takes a yeah. couple of chemicals away from you. They're called serotonin. Now I'm going to freak norepinephrine and norephron. <laughs> you don't want that in there to begin with. Those are the three. I just became so angry, and I want to say that. And, I, and now that I'm on this format, just for now, we don't know if there's going to be a second one of these. I was so ashamed for a year or two that I'd let all this stuff blow up. And uh, my wife has been great at helping me and hopefully me helping her and and uh, we're doing okay. So uh, I wanted to say that before I got into something else about the mental health thing, because yeah. I truly believe that tied into my leaving early over there. I absolutely believe that 100%. And I, and I don't think it was just one person. But that's just, I'm not trashing them. I've, I've signed something. I just think that's a theory. And if they think I'm wrong, that's okay, because I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> but during this whole thing, I cried like a... a my wife said 81 days. And our friend John Pointer over there. It's a weird thing for her to count. It is, isn't it? What did she it's think? A little, was like, notches. Oh, yeah. It had to be because it, it's, it's, it's hard to be around somebody who's going through something like that. It really is. And my favorite phrase is, hey, man, if there's anything I could do, if there's, hey, give me my job back. <laughs> <Is there anything laughs> yeah. So throw me the book. John, John Pointer, who was a great musician here in Austin, put a camera on yourself real quick, dude. There you are. Uh, there you go. John is a great musician, and he did a tribute to his dog on Facebook, right? Yep. And it turned into a children's book, which is called Yesterday Was Weird, if you want to pick this up for your kids. And you're going to set a timer on how long I can go without getting choked up, because I've lost a dog in the past okay. uh, 18 months. Oh, you want me to time it? Yeah, time it. Okay. All right, here Hold we on. Go. Let, me, let me get the timer going. I'll give you a three, two, one count. There we go. Are you ready? Just a second. Yesterday was weird. I couldn't get myself out of bed. This is the dog talking. All right. The guy I live with lifted me up, and I tried to get my legs under me, but they wouldn't cooperate. So you get the chill off your back of your back, and it's about to kick in, you know? I'm sorry. I really apologize that I'm doing this. This is the dog talking again. He said, don't worry. I got you, buddy, and carried me downstairs and out the front door. That was so nice of him. I needed to pee so badly, I just had to go right there when he put me down. Normally, I wouldn't, but we both decided to make an exception. I started walking down the parking lot. I felt my paws dragging on the ground. How strange. 
it doesn't help that this looks exactly like my Jack, Jack Russell Terrier at 2011. Then suddenly I had to go again right there on the cement. Normally that's against the rules, but I just couldn't help it. My person cleaned up the mess. He's good at that. I felt embarrassed and looked at him and he said, want to keep walking, buddy? I did, but it was surprisingly tough. By the time we reached the end of the parking lot, my head was spinning. I tried to climb the little hill and nearly fell over. I couldn't figure out what was going on. Are you, are you going to make the decision of when it's happening? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like a bell, are you going to? I'll let you know. All right. He reached down again and ran his hands over me. That felt good. He picked me up and carried me home. I was still confused and my head was light, but I was glad not to have to walk all the way back. It suddenly seemed like an impossible distance. I was so glad to lay down in my bed. My person petted me saying, I got you covered, buddy. I got you. I love the way that makes me feel. I know he does. He makes everything better. He felt my paws and pulled my lip and said, oh, buddy, are you cold? I was. My face was cold. All right. We got one minute, 39 seconds. That's as far as he could go. Dude. Not bad. Eddie. Longer than I thought. Eddie started having uh, neurological. Oh, I forgot that one. I forgot about the biggest accident. I'll tell another day. You fell down the stairs three no, times. No, I, I fell off a hammock and landed wrong on my head. and, and, and it, it was Oh, like, yeah, the head injury. Yeah, and now I have neuropathy on my on my uh, calf. But getting back to the dog, my dog started showing neuro- neurological problems. And then just you get up one Saturday and you go, tink, 130. If I tried to read that whole 139. thing. 139. If I tried to read that whole thing, mm-hmm. there'd probably be some women out there who thought this is, oh, this is a sweet man really off the air. But there'd be a bunch of dudes saying a bunch of stuff and holding their phones out and going, watch this. Watch this guy. He can't handle it. Well, I've had fun. I had Me a too. I think, we, uh, I think we put out uh, what people wanted to hear. They want to know where Dale Dudley has been, what he's been doing. And I think you uh, you gave us warts and all what you've been up to the past well, year. I, you know, I, Plus. I had been thinking uh, two or three years ago, I thought, man, I've had, I haven't had any real drama or trauma in my life for a very long time. Well, and everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice has gone through it or is going to go through it. And uh, it just, you know, I hate those uh, sayings about when one door opens, another one. I hate all that stuff. I just had to make a decision of what am I going to actually talk about when I come in here? Am I going to be honest? And I go, that's what I've always been. I've always tried to do. I've always tried to shoot straight. And I didn't want to do a show where I wasn't doing that. And I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to do a show where I was talking about celebrity news and all that stuff. And, yeah. uh, but I do miss those boys a lot. And I wish, uh, I wish I could talk to them, but thank you, uh, to Eric Kruger, our engineer tonight. And my, uh, my good friend back there, Mr. Pointer, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do this again. So far, it's the Dale Dudley Show. Will you Certainly. join me again? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Thanks for having me on board. And you, young man, take care of yourself. All right. Hopefully you never have to go through any of that, any of that stuff. You will. You're going to have to go through all of it. Uh, we'll see you another time. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.